Hello, in this England Athletics podcast, a journey through the indoor season, starting with Keely Hodgkinson. Still only 20, the 800 meter runner has lit up every major championship she's raced at over the last two years. We'll also talk to those who support her and look up to her, including her coach, Trevor Painter. Then we'll run through the highlights from the UK Athletics indoors, including the breaking of a 37-year-old championship record by Ellie Baker. As for the next generation, we'll find out what happened at the age group championships in Sheffield. But we begin with Keely Hodgkinson, who set a world indoor best over 600 metres last month, local to her in Manchester. In my head, like, I was trying to break the world record, so to go and do it was... Um, yeah, I'm happy. Psychologically, how difficult is it to approach something when it's a, a different challenge? It's a lot different chasing times than it is chasing positions. Times just literally all out and you just got to hope that you've got nothing there. With positions, it can be tactical, it can be slow. I prefer chasing positions, but it was nice to start the season with something fun. And uh, yeah, just accomplish what I started to do. I suppose no better start to a year than to, to get a world best like this. And, and it should give you a good lift. How are you feeling at the moment? Yeah, I'm feeling good, pretty good, pretty confident. It's been my healthiest winter in a couple of years, so just happy to be feeling strong and we'll see what happens. A couple of years ago, of course, you won the European Indoor title, becoming the youngest uh, woman ever to win that particular event. Is that something that you'd like to defend or do you have other goals? No, definitely. I'm doing the European Indoor Championships. It'll be my first um, senior title to try and defend, so I'll be 21 whilst I'm there. It'll be a nice birthday present to um, go and do that. And uh, always best to race in the Greater Manchester area, right? I know people always argue about where exactly which place you're from. Well, I live in Salford now, so no one can argue with me anymore. Brilliant. <laughs> Trevor Painter, just how much fun are you having at the moment coaching Keely Hodgkinson? None whatsoever. It's very <laughs> stressful. <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's one of those athletes where you, you have a chat about what we think you can do, and then she just goes and does it. It's like she's reading a script during the race. And uh, we've, we did some predicting stuff in South Africa before we left. We were going to be close to the world record, our world best. It just depended how the race panned out, you know, if the pacemaker was good, which she was excellent, he did a great job. It was going to be very close and it, and it turned out to be so. So, yeah, very happy. Yeah, just hope she can keep her healthy and happy and let her loose in the 800s now. You made a joke at the start, but someone has to do all the kind of the hard work so the athlete just focuses on their job, right? Yeah, you know, we, we try, between ourselves, myself and Jenny and and Rachel and Dean, Keely's parents, we do as much as we can to help her so that she just literally turns up and runs. That's a big part of the team around her. You know, she's got great physios, uh, good s and in, uh, in Leeds at, at the high pack there with Dane. And, uh, you know, so there's a really strong team around her. So she just literally doesn't have to worry about anything, just goes and races. What's it been like for Keely's family? What's that journey been like for them? There've been some amazing moments. That's just been the way her career has blossomed. They've had a wonderful journey already. You know, before joining us, she was European under-18 champion and, you know, some magical moments there. The thing with Rachel and Dean, the big athletics fans, they're loving it even more. You know, some parents aren't that bothered about athletics and they just go along and they're happy for their daughter or, or son uh, to do well, but they really are invested in the sport and they understand what it takes to win and things like that. And uh, so they're really enjoying this journey. And I think... It's quite spooky because me and Jen kind of say this is what's probably going to happen today. So I think they think we're some sort of witch doctors, but no, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all down to Keely's hard work and, and the team around her that's supporting her. It's brilliant, and I feel 
you know, obviously from the other side of the fence, but that's how most of the viewing public see it. You know, oh, you know, breaking two minutes is a great time, but wow, no way, 155, that's, that's just insane. So it kind of rewrites what other people think, um, which is great when she tries to defend her, her European indoor title, which she said she's going to try and do. She uh, will turn 21 yeah. around that time, which yeah. is quite ridiculous. I mean, do you remember what you were doing at 21 and, and how could you possibly compare, yeah. you know? Yeah, I remember I, I wasn't as uh, disciplined as she was, put it that way. I was still playing rugby back then and, and having a lot of fun, so yeah. There's some phenomenal young talents in the world. They just rewrite the script in terms of what you should be doing at that age. And I think that's our downfall and our negativity that we don't see what is possible in people. Um, you know, so we just think, oh no, I'm 21, I shouldn't be doing that. I need to wait. Why do you have to wait till you're 26 uh, to do a good performance? You know, these guys are taking their opportunities and there's other youngsters coming through, Max Bergen, Ben Patterson. You know, there's lots of young kids coming through all following Keeley's footsteps and uh, they've got bright futures ahead of them. If anyone's going to make it fun, it seems like it will be, you know, you and your training group and Jenny. It's How a, do you do it? It's a big part of my philosophy is human being first. You know, what happens with the athlete follows on and you've got to create that happy environment around them. Uh, so we have a lot of fun, a lot of banter. We're always poking fun at each other. She gives back just as much as I give her. And, uh, you know, it, having the, that kind of fun environment just takes a lot of the pressure off and you can just go, like you say, just turn up and run and run as fast as you can, which is it's not a hard thing to do when you're in a happy place. You can't really write a script, can you, for Keeley then? That, that's what your, your thinking is, you know, whether it's this year, whether it's next, whether it's Paris 2024, who knows what will happen, right? Yeah, who knows? You know, the, other people are going to come out of the woodwork and, and start to run well and things like that. And you always have to be ready for that. All we can do is focus on Keely, make sure she's healthy, make sure she's happy, get her in the best shape possible. And then the rest is down to her and let's see what happens. And finally, Trevor, one of the reasons I wanted to speak to you is because we need to make personalities out of athletics coaches. We talk about Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola and Sir Alex Ferguson. How many famous athletics coaches are there or how many that people know? And uh, well, you're going a little red and now said that. But I mean, what is a great coach from your point of view? There's coaches that are great at the science and there's coaches that are great at the personality side of it. And I think you need to be strong in both, you know, somewhere in the middle, but I do feel setting the right environments uh, hugely important uh, if your squad's gonna run well. You know, if, if they're not happy and they're bored at training, then they're not gonna come back and commit to the sessions. We're asking them to do some pretty insane things and push their bodies to a really dark place. So if we can have fun whilst we're doing that, it makes it a lot easier. So yeah, for me, it's, it's about those personal relationships with, with the athlete, making sure you understand them, what, what the family's going through. You know, oh, the goldfish died last week, oh, I'm really sorry, you know, things like that. But, you know, getting to know them and understanding them on a deeper level and then you get much more out of the performances. So is it part mentor, part parent and stuff like that, yeah? Bit of everything, yeah, Brilliant. yeah. All the best of luck, Thank great to talk really. to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, that was interesting insight, particularly like what Trevor said about being witch doctors but there was a serious point about letting thriving young talent free and not waiting until you're a certain age to do something and that may be good life advice beyond athletics so taking ourselves out of manchester now and heading down the m6 to birmingham well putting it that way sounds like a stressful experience but in a moment you'll hear from another 800 meter runner in ellie baker but first an update from shot putter sophie mckinna the athlete who's, of course, been to three Commonwealth Games with England, 
has just added another UK title to her collection, but it came after her equipment was stolen from her car earlier this month. That means she has a local schoolgirl to thank for playing a small part in helping her win. Sophie says success this year would feel like redemption after a difficult few months. It's been a bit of a turbulent time, and not just with the theft of, of my phone equipment and my toy with retirement, um, sort of November, December time. So, yeah, it's, it's not been been the best few months, I'll be honest, but I'm here. I won the championships, um, and I achieved what I wanted to achieve. I don't think I can put into words how much it means to me, and, and the people close to me know how important this, this was to me and, and, you know, how tough it's been to even get back in this, this position. Tell me about toying with the idea of retirement and maybe how you were talked out of it or what you thought of that made you think no um, me and my coach had a lot of discussions before he was officially my coach his next shot putter and um, you know I turned to him for, for advice because he told me you know his phone was always always on and, and ready to pick up a call if I needed it and it turned out I needed it I had a really um, long discussion with him uh, when I got back to Norfolk because I had been training in Loughborough and he just said you know when it's when it's over it's over it's very hard to, to return to that mindset of being an elite athlete and um you know, he, he's absolutely right. And I, I believe I've got so much more to give this sport. Um, and I think it was just a really rough time for me. I tried changing technique last year and, and you know, lost the the real bare bones of, of, of who I was. I, I lost my confidence. I lost my ability to yell like I just did and, and compete, which was, you know, it was really difficult for me because that's not me and that's not my personality at all. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just really difficult. And, um, you know, I've had to claw my way back. Today was the start of that and, and it's not the end of that. Can you tell me about the, the equipment being found and what actually happened there? Obviously, we had a lot of local press around my, my shop that's being stolen. And, um, national press? Yeah, national press, yeah. And someone was walking home from school. Um, they got home, watched the news, uh, the local news, and said, oh, hold on, I've seen them shoes on the way home. And um, her mum was like, what? Like, you know, uh, and then she says, yeah, there was two like big balls of them as well. And I was like, uh, um, you know, very pleased they got in touch. And she said, I don't know if it definitely is, but she said she's seen this. It sounds very, you know, much like your stuff. Um, so we met met these people. Um, they took me to, to where she'd seen them, and lo and behold, the whole bag was there. My training diary, my two shots, my shoes, my chalk, the whole lot. Um, so I think the press definitely helped because obviously they were dumped and, and in quite a, a visible place as well. So um, yeah, it was it was elation because obviously I was concerned about not having my shot for this this competition, and uh, you know I wouldn't have been able to produce the result I produced today without it. So you'll be thinking towards more the outdoor season at, at this point. What's your goal if you have one for this year? Yeah, I won't compete any further indoors now. Um, I'll, I'll wait in probably till the end of May, um, roughly, to compete. I'm not 100% sure yet. It depends what sort of shape I'm in. And obviously, got to discuss with my coach. But yeah, the World Championships are in August and I'd love to qualify for that. And I think that'd be a real redemption for, for everything I've gone through in the last year. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the challenge. You will have gained so much from your experiences the last few years to take it further than you've been. Yeah, if I, if I get to this one, it'll be my third World Championships and I'm the old girl now. Um, I'm, I'm nearly 29 and actually that is when throwers come into to, to good form. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, a, a great experience if I can make it. And like I said, I've got to claw back them centimetres and, and get the qualifying distance and hopefully get my bottom on the plane. Finally, you're in the, the Great Yarmouth and District Athletic Club best. You often compete in your local region. Clearly means a lot to you to, to support them and, and to give back as well, doesn't it? Yeah, ultimately my career was made there. Uh, I train there still now. So yeah, I want to want to give back to my local areas. It's very important to me to, to represent where I come from. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll always wear the uh, green and gold and I'm very proud to. Well, that's a really honest chat from shop Sophie McKenna. Now that same afternoon at the UK indoors, one of the greatest stories 
was Ellie Baker breaking Zola Bud's record from 1986 to win 1500 meter gold. She was absolutely elated. I'm honestly still in shock, to be honest. Um, I have been training really well when I was in South Africa and put a good lot of training together out there. And I knew I was in shape, but I opened up the season and my races haven't been showing the form that I thought that I was in. So that's been a little bit frustrating. It's just about keeping my head, knowing that I've done the work. I'm so excited that it's finally come to fruition. And so yeah, I'm going to be using Europeans to learn a little bit more about this event and uh, see what I can do there, hopefully grab a medal. Yeah, Zola Bud famously ran without shoes. Yeah, but I, I think that that is difficult to emulate. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's why she's so impressive because you know she didn't have these tracks or the spikes we wear and things like that. So her record was amazing. And then just reflect for me on what the last couple of years has been like for you. You've had maybe a couple of ups and downs. You've had to get through a few things. I guess no career is ever quite a straight line. What's the journey been like for you, your coach, and your family as well? nervous family you could possibly imagine you know my mum's always so worried before I'm about to race like my nan can't even watch it it's only my granddad and my dad that can actually come and watch so uh, they're a bag of nerves and I'm so glad that today they won't be on the floor like <laughs> scared they'll be ex extremely happy and proud of me so it's nice to always run well for them um, you know the last year's been a little bit tricky I had an injury from last year September to February so I missed a big um, chunk of my outdoors whereas this year I had a really solid winter and I think that has really helped me come on to the indoor with a lot of fitness and yeah build on from that. Well from Ellie Baker's championship record to a British record Morgan Lake has made one of the most popular headlines of the indoor season so far with 1.99 metres in Hustapec in the Czech Republic. Here's what she had to say after coming back home and winning the British title. Feeling really good off that British record. It did take me a bit of a while to get back to training. Um, I had a bit of a niggle on my ankle when I was attempting 201. Yeah, I just wanted to come here. Like, I just really wanted to be in front of a home crowd and get the win, so I'm glad to secure that. Can you tell me about the specific atmosphere of the high jump meeting in, in Hustapec and what makes it so, um, let's say, facilitating for, yeah. for a big jump? Because people, would, you know, they expect, oh, Morgan Lake, she's obviously going to jump two metres every week now. Yeah. It's not the case, but that, that meeting has something special about it, right? Yeah, no, it really does. I mean, yeah, the high jump community that comes to those competitions, um, everyone in the crowd is just so knowledgeable and just so excited. And it's like just the whole arena's focused on high jump and you jumping and yeah, the atmosphere is amazing. You get to choose your own music. Um, the crowd's involvement is just something special, yeah. Small little town in Czech Republic, but it does create some good high jumps. Now explain like the, in sort of a mere mortal way. Look, it's one more centimeter further, two yeah. more centimeters further, but I mean, mentally, psychologically, what does it mean? Yeah, the two meter mark is, I feel like it's the goal of every like elite high jumper to get that two meter mark. So. Going the 199, I'm like, okay, I know it's within me, but in every hydro competition, you just have to think the next bar is, is only there if you clear the bar before. So it's like not focusing too far on the future and just focusing on each bar as it comes. So yeah, I've had a lot of people be like, two meters next competition. It's like, it could work like that, but also it could not. So I'm just not putting too much pressure on it. Target for this year is what? My target for this year, I would just love to get a senior international medal. I think I'm really happy with how I'm jumping and the heights I'm jumping, so now I just want to be able to go out, put the GB vest on and get a medal. Great stuff from Morgan Lake. 
England Athletics also took eight development high jumpers out to that same meet in Hustapec. Kate Anson was among them and she actually got bronze behind Morgan at the UK indoors too. Another strong performer there was Jasmine Sawyers, 6.75 in the long jump with six valid attempts. Here's what she made of it. I wanted a little bit more, but six jumps on the board. Previously, I've had issues with the first three rounds not being good enough to make me into the, the top eight, and that wasn't the case here, but, but something like that could be an issue at Europeans, you know, a qualifying round. But we have so many positives to take, and I'm walking away happy. Just tell me about what the start of the year means for you. Obviously, it's reasserting ambitions, rethinking again, having a bit of time off to focus. Just tell me what the last sort of six weeks have been like. Um, I've never placed that much expectation on this time of year. Um, I've treated this time of year as an indicator. The indicator's looking good. I've changed my long jump technique um, as I've changed my coach, so we've moved. So this indoor season really was just a, where are you at? It turns out where I'm at is better than I've ever been indoors. It's got me feeling positive. I came into today just feeling confident, knowing that I was in shape, um, which is why I think I'm a little bit disappointed with my distance because I felt like I might have had a little bit more in the tank. But we've got Europeans to show that. So, you know, I've got two more weeks, get back to training, work on a few things that I didn't do perfectly here and and take that confidence that I've got from these last three competitions um, into European chess. There are, you know, a number of young athletes competing among the field with you here today. Yeah. No doubt will be inspired by you. So what's that like to be someone that some of the teenage athletes competing alongside you in the long jump look up to? To me, it's once we're all out there, we're all the same, you know, we're all, we've all earned the right to be competing here at the national championships. Some people are more nervous than others and I think that, that does show and sometimes people uh, say that. I'm a talker, so you know, we get out there onto the runway and I'm one of the ones chatting away. Um, and so when I hear from the other athletes, oh, I'm a little bit nervous, I naturally feel the want to reassure them, you know, this is, a, this is the fun bit. You've done all the hard work of training, this is the bit that um, should be fun. Someone, one of the uh, other women said to me, you know, I'm, this is scary. I said, no, no, it's fun. Like, use those nerves and um, it's the same feeling as excitement. And just because I've got a little bit more experience, it, it's nice to be able to reassure, I think, some of the athletes. So this is the good bit. That's long jumper Jasmine Sawyers. Now heading up from Birmingham to another great venue, Sheffield, as ever, hosted the under-20, under-17 and under-15 indoors. One of the stories of the weekend was a championship record from 15-year-old hurdler Thea Brown. You're about to hear her reaction, preceded by two under-20 track champions, 400-metre winner Ashley Nemitz, a training partner of Keely Hodgkinson. But first of all, we have to start with success Edouan, who, over 200 metres, went on to complete an incredible England junior and UK senior double. Tell me about your backstory getting into athletics. Grew up in Spain, started swimming and then did cross country. Yeah, cross country, by the way, cross country is not for me. I must assure you that. It's not for me, but um, that's how I started off. Um, PT just were like, oh yeah, you do have a good eye for competition and then I leave my cross country and I, and I sprinted at the whole course of the race. I sprinted and then my coach was like, slow down, slow down. I didn't listen because I'm so stubborn, so I just carried on. And I won and I was like, okay, that might be a sport for me because I'm always into sports. But um, yeah, that's how we go. And then strength down in distances, definitely. And I saw also that you wrote your PE teachers uh, like a thank you note for yeah. their encouragement. Just explain to me about the role that people like that have played in encouraging you. 
honestly has been the best. Like, my support system is so good, especially my coach who's supported me through the ups and downs, but all coaches has always been there. Have so much confidence in me when I didn't even have confidence myself. So I really do thank her and my other two coaches, Paula and Clovis, and my training partners, my friends, they've all been so supportive and I just, I thought that's motivated me to continue and actually feel like I'm actually good enough in a sense, which I am. Of course, you're from Greater Manchester, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so only in 2018, that is quite recent in my point of view anyway. Keely Hodgkinson was winning titles here. Obviously, she's gone on to like the major senior stage. Is it quite motivating to see that? And who do you look up to, if anyone, in the sport? Definitely Keely, 100% Keely, I feel like, because she's from where I'm at, uh, trained with Trevor Painter, he's a very good coach as well, he's very nice, and I feel like he's just motivated me to actually be like, I want to be someone like her, and come out from still the same roots as her, so I feel like she's definitely one of the people that I look up to, especially, she's still young, she's only 20, she's out there doing big stuff, big names, but yeah, I feel like that's the kind of the person I want to look up to, 100%. And I can't not speak to you without asking you about your name, have your parents ever said anything about this? They didn't really say anything, but it's because I was the first child and my mum was like, you know, first daughter, so, you know, like just the whole thing was a success, the whole labour and everything, she just said, yeah, success. That's what my dad was like, yeah, I agree. I think my dad got it first, but my mum was like, it was all a success, so, yeah, that's why. So, Ashley Nemitz, congratulations, a gold medal for you today. You. Um, what was that like? Because you've been through a couple of injury problems over the last few years, right? So, talk to me about your journey to this point. Yeah, I've just had so many um, downs rather than ups. Like, it's just been constant getting to something like this and then something happens, so then I can't um, perform how I want. But I've just, like, pushed through it and then I've just been um, getting on with the rehab. And so, to now come out with a PB and a gold medal, it's just very rewarding. So, you had a foot injury, is that right? Yeah, it's like a heel. I can't, I couldn't tell you what it's called. It's like this funny name for it, but it's Plantar just... fasciitis. Something like that, yeah. It's just, but it's just, like, putting weight on it sore, which, obviously, is a runner, not good but <laughs> yeah it's a good point you raised there i mean just tell me about how you battle coming back from an injury when sometimes you know you have to push through the pain right and sometimes you're worried about it getting worse how do you deal with that do you have advice on it from your coach from medical staff how does that all work um, well, we were planning on doing a surgery on it, which would have kept me out for ages, but then we left it a bit late, and then it was just a case of just pushing through it. Like, I know that I can run on it, kind of, and just push through it, so that's what we ended up doing, and then you just kind of, in a race, you do push it out of your mind, like, that's not what you're thinking about, but, um, yeah, and it's just like trying to stay strong when you're just doing all the rehab and stuff, and, yeah. So, Ashley, you won the under-17 title, yeah. and now under-20. I know progression doesn't happen always like that, yeah. but... Does that mean a lot to you? Yeah, it does. It's just because after that race, that's when all the injuries started. So then to like take her like a year where I couldn't even um, compete here to then come back now and do this, it's just, it's nice. Yeah, it's really good. Now, you train with Trevor Painter mm -hmm. as well, Keely Hodgkinson. Just tell me about that group and, and what you get out of being part of it. Being with people like Keely, who's just like dead inspirational. Because you train with her, you feel like you can just go and talk to her about stuff and she just helps you with stuff because she's experienced it all. Like, um, So it's said good to be able to just go to her and get advice on stuff. You're 18, 18 and she's 20. It's interesting. How do you think she finds time to be a normal 20-year-old? And do you learn anything from that as well? Yeah, she. I think she went from being... Um, it went from zero to 100 for quite quick so then she's had to like adapt but she's like watching from another person she's done so well and she's handled it so well and she still does but yeah she does give good advice on stuff like that a young girl would like need to do you know what I mean like need to know about 
what's the best piece of advice that you've had? Has it come from Trevor, maybe your parents, maybe someone else in your life that's encouraged you to keep going? Um, that's it, just keep going. Just like when it gets hard, just to like, just to keep pushing through and do all the rehab and all the stretching that you need to do and stuff. And yeah, just keep going. Thea Brown, a British record then in the under 17, 60 metre hurdles to win the title. How does that compare to your expectations? Amazing. I, I was just going to go out there for a PB and hopefully a win, really. And with a British record, I'm feeling absolutely amazing to be there. So it feels great. At what point did you realise that it was a British record? Um, when the announcer announced it, I heard him and I was, I was about to jump for joy. <laughs> Just tell me about your progress to this point. How many years have you been competing in athletics? Uh, since quite young, actually. I used to do Trafford Open meets as an under-11, but I never really did hurdles until when I was about 11, maybe, and I just grew from there. And are there any hurdlers that you've watched, maybe on TV or anything like that? Um, I do watch a lot of athletics, but I just just watch the Olympics and it just makes you aspire to be as good as them and then I mean crowds from there really so and of course you're, you're still so young and this is you know like an introduction to, to this kind of national championships to you you've won northern titles I believe though is there anything that that you want to aspire to be it this year or going further forward this year I want to go to the Youth Commonwealth Games in Trinidad and Tobago which will be amazing if I do get picked so that's quite hopeful <laughs> no it'd be brilliant I mean any opportunity to go to Trinidad is pretty good but yeah. Commonwealth Youth Games yeah all the best of luck thank you thank you Thea Brown there, preceded by Ashley Nemitz and before that the wonderfully named Success Edouan. She of course has a European under-20 gold medal from two years ago, adding an England junior title to a European under-18 one in Sheffield was Cleo Agupong. The shot putter got into athletics because her mum Jenny, also a thrower, invited her along to train with her. Let's hear from both of them, starting with Cleo's reaction to her performance. I'm feeling good. I want to carry on off the back of a really good season last year. And just take me back to then Jerusalem last summer. Did you exceed expectations? How did you feel? What was the general team vibe like? The team was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I think it was a really enjoyable first and Great Britain experience. I knew that with the month from where I threw the throw, which ranked me fifth to the day that I competed, I'd improved. So I knew that I maybe had a chance at meddling. But after my qualifiers, which weren't very good, I knew that I really wanted to go out there and show them that I could do it, and I did, so, yeah. I don't know whether your, your, any of your family were out with you or they were watching at home. What was it like for them just to be part of that, that moment, that journey? It was really good. My mum was there. She was watching at the side, and she was really happy. She was crying. It was really good to see her be so happy and so proud of me. And there's a video of her recording my medal ceremony, and you can hear her shouting in the background. It's a really nice moment to be able to you know relive that yeah and people often say that under 18s championships there isn't the kind of same pressure there's just the ability to enjoy it was that the case for you what was it like i agree because i feel like i went in there as an underdog i don't think before i competed anyone would have expected me to come away with a medal so you can just compete your best for yourself instead of pressure from other people i'm gonna still try to carry that on throughout my next major championships even though there will be more expectations people like Keely Hodgkinson of course have won European under 18 championships and then a couple of years later they've progressed is there anyone in the sport that you've sort of 
looked up to or any role models that you've had that you've looked up to growing up? Uh, I think a good one for me is Valerie Adams. Because mm. she just only two years ago, 2021, just finished her shop put forever, but she had really long longevity. I think she was a really great thrower and I like how long she stayed in this sport and she was still really good at it amongst having like a family and things like that. I think that's really inspirational. Yeah. And so what initially got you into shot put? I used to be a runner and then my mum did shot put and hammer. She still does now. Um, but she said that I should come and train with her. And then I did. And then I um, ended up really well, doing well in it, winning my first English schools. And I thought, well, maybe this one's for me. And it was, so yeah. That's awesome. So your mum, I suppose, has been one of the big role models too. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good support for me and she's always at every single competition. The only one she couldn't be at was at the World Junior Championships, but she was watching from home and getting live updates from the, um, the event group coach that was there with us. Jenny, you invited your daughter to come along and train with you. Just take me back to when you did that and how proud you are to see what she's achieved. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always really proud of her, whatever she does, but it was nice for her to come and try something different, so do a bit of shot and... Um, hammer as well. It does seem like it's not that long ago, but yeah, she's definitely progressed since then. She's done so well. How proud were you to see her win the European Under-18 title? That was fantastic. I was um, a bit worried about not getting it there on time because of the flight delays and stuff, but I got there and I saw her in the, um, what's it called, the preliminaries, and then the next day I was able to see the, the finals. It was amazing. How brilliant is it to see her winning another title, continuing athletics, and I suppose, what's your best advice for her going forward? It's not my advice, it's Nan's advice. She always says to her to enjoy herself. As long as you're enjoying yourself, that's what's important. And of course, if you win, that's amazing. You definitely have to make sacrifices. Like My friends went out last night, but I wasn't able to go because I was here. And that happens quite a lot. But they're very understanding. They actually watch, all watch me this morning. So it's nice to have a good friend group that allow you to perform well and understand why you can't do the same things as them. But in terms of schoolwork, I'd just say to keep very disciplined, make a timetable and fit everything within a schedule so that nothing runs over. Cleo Agyapong and her mum Jenny. Now one great initiative that proved popular in Sheffield was the PB Awards or Personal Best Awards. The opportunity to get certificates or at least reach levels depending on time, height and distance. Scott Grace from England Athletics can tell you all about the idea. We've been working with the, the Free A's of England to develop on their grade system, which has been around for a long time. Really successful scheme, but we've worked to expand that program so it's much wider now. So it's gone from three to four grades per age group now to nine levels. So we're trying to help with retention and recruitment of youngsters into the sport, celebrate everybody who gets a personal best, and actually reward them through certificates. Only three people can take medals away from each competition. Lots of people can get PBs. So as a sport, it's unique for us, so why not celebrate that with giving them certificates? And we've seen a lot of big smiles of people who have just made it to the heats, they haven't made it any further, but they've got a PB, they've got a certificate, they've got a buzz about them, and that's, that's great for us. You're trying to beat yourself, your PB, the person that you were yesterday, and perhaps that's one of the most crucial points about it, as you said, incentivizing those who were fourth and lower, a bit like swimming, collecting badges, right? You want the next one. Exactly that. So it's one of them ones where sometimes it's really hard to see yourself long-term about where you're progressing. But if you understand what's the next level, where should I be challenging myself to get to? And even when you get to the top of the, each age group, it's like the whole of the, the pathway is connected. So I can see 
from a youngster, if I'm under the 13, level one, I'm running 16 seconds. But actually, over time, that's 12-7 to get a, like a level nine in that age group, but it's 10-7 as a senior. So what are the steps it takes me to get there? And that just keeps that motivation high, you know? And, and for me, it is similar to like the likes of trampoline and gymnastics, swimming. But also, we hope through that celebration of success, it just keeps them in our sport longer because they can see the value. Even if they're still young, they're still developing, they can still see that they're on their, on their journey to hopefully a senior success. You're a coach, you work within athletics. What's the most exciting thing about these championships generally for you? It's a, like, it's a high level of calibre coming through. Like There's a lot of talent that we can see. What's really key is when you're speaking to somebody under 15s or the people doing their first ever in national champs, it's the vibe they come away with. You know, we're, we're going to see great performances. We're going to see incredible high jumps, incredible times on the track. But for me, it's just as important for people to come away with our national champs going, I really enjoyed that experience. I love the sport. I want to keep on pushing myself in this sport and get the best out. And we should say, ultimately, the aim for everybody in our sport should be to get the best out of themselves. And for some, that will be the Olympics. For others, that may be getting to a national champs. And if we can celebrate that, then we're, we're going to have a much more happier community to work with. Finally, one big thing for young athletes to aspire to this year is the Commonwealth Youth Games, right? That's correct. Might not even be on some of the eventual competitors' radar yet, because that just sometimes is the case. I remember Max Bergen coming through and he was saying, I think there's a European event this year, but he wasn't quite at that stage where he was directly looking to win it just yet. Yeah. Just tell us a little bit more about that event. Yeah, so it'll be taking place in August in Trinidad and Tobago. So it's a, a fantastic opportunity. It's a multi-sports opportunity. So they get to go out there as part of a wider team. For a lot of them, it'd be the first international best they ever get. My first experience as a team staff was 2011. Uh, people like Dina Asher-Smith were on that trip. Jasmine Jazz Sawyers. Was, you know, like Safer McKenna from the throws. It was a great grounding for a lot of athletes to learn. This time, it's the first time we'll have some power athletes as well, which is, is a great movement forward for the sport. Jasmine Sawyer was, was in the uh, sprint relay on that occasion. She I think winning a, winning a medal. It's exciting to think that whether it's here or at that event in Trinidad and Tobago, I mean, you don't get many opportunities to go there, do you? <laughs> we know that there'll be some names of the future that we'll continue to talk about. Most definitely. And, and in that unique moment, that 4 by one was made up of Dina, Jazz, Sophie Paps, who went on to do the Glasgow 2014 Commonwealth Games, and then Yasmin Miller, who was a, also a successful hurdler. So it was a, it was a brilliant group of people that come out of that. All still friends, you know, you get to meet other people from different sports. Everybody here has an opportunity to aspire to that. Scott Grace from England Athletics there. And there you have it. Sophie McKenna and Jasmine Sawyers, among those to feature in this podcast, in fact, who've been to the Commonwealth Youth Games. Of course, Thea Brown, who's still just 15, mentioning it as one of her goals for 2023. Talking of which, lots more to come on this podcast this year. For now though, thanks for listening and join us next time.